Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. Jeremiah Donati started uh, a stir inadvertently on Twitter on Tuesday night. We'll talk about that next. We'll also talk about the health of the TC Horn Frogs football team as they head into the season. That's all coming up on Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. So on Tuesday night, I'm poking around on Twitter, like I typically do, and I see Jeremiah Donati, the TCU athletic director. Send out a pretty innocuous tweet. It was uh, like the emoji that kind of shows your location, that red dot, and then Chicago, Illinois. Um, and that was it. And that in itself is not really noteworthy. Now, if you follow, you know, the TCU calendar, there was apparently a big donor event um, last night in Chicago. They're kind of going around the country. They're trying to drum up money and support for a lot of different things, but I'm sure namely uh, name, image and, image, and likeness initiatives. And so he's in Chicago, right? And so that in itself is kind of interesting, but uh, there's a reason for it that I just spelled out. And then what caused a stir on Twitter is in the replies, UCLA Athletic Director uh, Martin German replies with a gif of Mr. Miyagi just like shaking his head like this. And so it was kind of, you know, you know, it was some sort of interaction, right? And I don't know what it meant to those guys. I'm not sure if, if Jermon's a Chicago guy. I guess I should have looked at that before I got on the show. Um, anyway, it quickly got turned into some pretty reckless speculation about TCU and the Big Ten. And so first let me say, I don't have any reason to believe that TCU's headed to the Big Ten. Um I know a lot of fans will be excited about that. And I get from a business business perspective, it would be a huge lift for the university and for the athletic programs. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Anyway, as this started kind of spiraling last night, as people started talking and daydreaming about what was happening, I was just thinking, like, wow, it's really interesting how excited some TCU fans are about that possibility. And I, I totally understand why. I get it from a business perspective. I understand that it's more money. It's more prestige. Um, it appears that the Big Ten and the SEC are sort of in a collision course to be the two major conferences in the future of college football. And even if you're still in a traditional Power Five conference, the future of what your access to the playoff is and your access to being a relevant program in the national landscape is sort of up in the air. But I'll say this, and I said something I said something like this on the Big 12 Roundtable a few months ago, and I got yelled at. Like Josh Neighbors yelled at me. Um, John Williams and Jacob Hatch did not agree with me. But Josh really gave me the business. But I truly believe this, and it, I, I get this as kind of a hot take. When it comes to revenue sharing, TV deals, 
I understand why they're important. Okay. I'm not dumb. I mean, maybe I am. I say dumb things sometimes. I'm not, I, I might be dumb, but I'm not ignorant to the importance of them. Right. I get that money is a huge, huge factor and who has the resources to win. All I want is for TCU to win. I mean, I have a preference of what conference I prefer them to be in, but ultimately, no matter what conference they're in, I just want them to win as much as they can in every sport. That's my priority. I don't care about the money because the money doesn't go to my pocket. I don't celebrate big TV deals because I only celebrate money when it comes into my pocket. Does that make sense? Now, do, do I understand that it's important? Yes. Do I understand that there are a lot of non-revenue sports on campus that are very dependent on football and basketball making as much revenue as possible so that it can get equally distributed to them in a way where they can compete at a high level? Yes. Do I understand that facilities and, um, you know, recruiting and so many things that happen within college athletics are related to the bottom line of how much you're taking in. And especially in today's world where you're also trying to market college athletes and help them get their brand going. I understand the importance of it. I'm just telling you, I don't care. Like Aggie fans sell, they really get jazzed up about being in the SEC. Now they haven't won anything in the SEC. I understand they're better. They're improving. And we'll see what Jimbo does this year. They're ranked number six in the preseason. But the money doesn't go in my pocket. So I, it, it's hard for me to really care about it. I do understand the importance of it. And I'll also say this, and I'd love to hear from you guys. At Simcox Stevens, Twitter handles there. At Locked On TCU is the show. If you want to chime in here, if you want to chime in on YouTube in the comments and say, "Hey, you're stupid," like this is a dumb opinion, please do. I'd love to have that conversation with you. I like being in the Big Twelve because there's regional rivalries. I think the games mean more. I feel like just geographically and culturally, it's a good fit. For TCU, and I don't even mean like when I say culturally, I don't even mean like from a politics perspective. That that doesn't bother me. Okay, like whatever. But I just I think it's fun that I know a lot of people. I'm in close proximity with a lot of people who cheer for schools that TCU plays on a weekly basis, and that would not be the case in the Big Ten. And even though I understand the Big Ten and the SEC are going to have a huge pull and a, a a lot of weight to throw around when it comes to the future of college football and that ultimately everybody is trying to get a seat at the table and somehow there's, there's some holdovers like Vandy and other schools. I'm not just singling out Vandy, but they came to mind first that are just sort of along for the ride. But I think that I, I don't have a reason to believe at this point. I could have egg on my face in a week. I get it. That, TCU will not have a chance to make the college football playoff in the Big 12. I don't have a reason to believe that they're not going to have at least some say in the conversations moving forward. And I think the Big 12 is going to be able to pull off a TV contract and a revenue-sharing system with Brett Yormark as their commissioner 
that will keep them competitive in the national landscape. And because of that, I think it's really fun to be in the Big 12. And while I get from a business perspective, if TCU got an invite to the Big 10, Jeremiah Donati and the, the powers that be to make those decisions, and Chancellor Boschini and everybody else, they, they really couldn't say no because of what would be staring them in the face from a, a revenue loss perspective. For the purpose of me, I really like being in the Big 12, and I hope TCU stays there. Now, if they get to the Big 10, I'm not being mad about it. And I'll get why it's such a big deal for TCU. But that's just where I'm at with it. And if you think that's dumb, that's fine. Let me know. I'm all ears. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about the health of TCU football as they get ready for uh, the season to start here in a few weeks. But I want to do a quick uh, ad read for our friends at LinkedIn. Let me throw a graphic up here. So LinkedIn, you know, everybody's getting ready right now, gearing up for football season. As you gear up for the fall, if you own a small business, the, the biggest key if you own a small business is who you hire. What kind of talent do you have? Do you have the right people that fit what you're trying to do on a daily basis? And LinkedIn Jobs is the best place to go. Create a free job post. You can do it in just minutes and you can reach your network. Um, it's the largest professional network of our 810 million people. Listen, you know LinkedIn. Everybody in the world knows LinkedIn. It's the most popular job site. So use it to find the talent that you need. They have simple tools like screening questions. So you can weed people out. It's going to make it easier. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. You need the right people. And LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right candidates that you want to talk to faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Listen to that, 40 million. That's a lot of people. That's the kind of wide net that you'd be casting when you post uh, your hires on LinkedIn jobs. So do that today. All right, segment two here on Locked on Horn Frogs, getting graphics situated, trying to be a better YouTuber, trying to be a better influencer. I'm Stephen Simcox, at Simcox Steven. If you want to chime in on our discussion in segment one, that's sort of vaguely about realignment and where TCU might end up, even though I think at the moment I don't really have a reason to believe that they're not going to be in the Big 12 for the foreseeable future. But these things change all the time. But coming back to more short-term um, things things that matter on the football field. As we hurtle towards that game against Colorado in the season opener, Sonny Dykes was speaking with the media. The team's off today. If you're listening to this or watching this on Wednesday, August 17th, they have a day off. And Coach Dykes actually said that they're going to start looking at the depth chart and putting that together for the first time. So we might, not totally sure, maybe on Thursday or Friday we'll have uh, some more clarity with the depth chart. I know, of course, everybody is excited about what that quarterback position is going to look like, but all over the field, it sounds like they're trying to at least start the process of, okay, let's narrow this down. Let's get people the information they need so they can start preparing to play um, in the coming weeks. But one thing that's come up lately is there's been a number of players that have been sitting out of practice. Uh, you know, notably Travis Hodges Tomlinson is one of them, Marcel Brooks. There's been a few defensive linemen, some linebackers like Jamoy Hodge who have been kind of in and out of practice throughout fall camp, your typical bruises. And, and I know for TCU fans, there are some bad flashbacks that come up when you hear this because, honestly, you know, for a long time, let me say this. I am not a strength and conditioning expert. 
Um, if you could see my full physique right now, you would understand why. But teams go through injury bugs. And I, I believe that if it's always, you know, um, more cognizant, more on your mind, you're more aware of it if it's your team, right? And a popular thing to do is to, to blame the SNC staff when you're talking about a team being injury prone. But my goodness, like the, the hits that TCU has taken the last few years have been so abnormal and so strange. Just the number of guys that have been out, the lack of depth, the, the lack of ability to stay on the field has been so tough that it, I think it has raised legitimate questions about what was going on. You know, were they, were they fully on board doing the right things, doing modern things and strength and conditioning and nutrition. And Coach Dykes, I mean, he said this. He said they were way behind in that regard when they got there. Of course, they brought in Kazkazadi and some others, and they're trying to change that. But they have had a number of players out for different reasons. But Sonny said earlier this week, and these quotes are from his press conference, but they come courtesy of uh, Jeremy Clark at Horn Frog Blitz. Dykes said, I don't think there's legitimate concern regarding the injuries. There's some guys – that are coming off some stuff that takes a bit of time. Right now, the way I look at it, I don't see anybody with the exception of Marcel that won't play in week one at this point. Um, that's got to feel good as we start camp. We still have a long way to go. As of right now, I think we'll end up being very healthy. First part of next week, we'll have most everybody back and look forward to getting out there and getting the game plan and stuff going with the guys we think are going to go in the game and play with. So a couple things there. One, if they played – you know, early next week, it looks like Marcel Brooks would be the only guy out, and he expects at the moment Marcel Brooks would be the only player out for the opener. And it's disappointing. I talked about that at some point, either a few days ago or last week. It really stinks that Marcel is out because, uh, you know, he's the guy. Like, he, he's just a great talent, and you were hoping that was starting to come together for him at that linebacker position. But he's going to miss some significant time. Um, but that's that's all they expect out right now. So everybody else, it seems like it's more precautionary. Okay, let's take care of our vets. Let's make sure everybody's ready to go and is ready to play at the right time. And then secondly, he said it there too, they're, they're starting the process of whittling things down because, you know, the, the days of, okay, let's make sure everybody gets in an equal reps, I think that's coming to an end soon. But he said we're, we got to start getting ready with the guys that are going to play. So your ones and twos, you need to you need to start knowing like who those are, and let's get them cycled in and out as much as we can because these are the players we're going to lean on in the first few weeks of the season to get things done. So I think we have some exciting things on the horizon for TCU football. I'll be back tomorrow and Friday. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, or part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team 